Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Is it still morning where you are? It is still morning where I am. It's actually I'm I'm actually I actually got up to just record this and I'm gonna go directly to sleep. <laughs> Funnily enough, like you know, I, I kind of got up extra early this morning and I was just like, oh nine o'clock. It's 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 so early now. It's so early. I'm getting too old for this. Oh, are you on holiday as well? No, no, no. Okay, well, I am. I am on holiday, and it's been really stressful so far. But anyway, that's for another podcast. Your Today holiday is not... has been really stressful. It is. It is because of the Wi-Fi issue. Oh, that's for one as well. That's one. <laughs> that's a very important thing. <clears throat> And that's why we had to squeeze the the podcast. But actually, uh, should we start the the episode first? Yeah. What could people? Should we do like a intro. Yes, please go ahead. I've done the last two. Well, I was I was I was, I was thinking we do. Hello. Hey, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent. <laughs> that was excellent. It, it actually stopped recording because of Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. That's so on brand and on topic. So, so good. Um, Let's welcome so, people then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, hi to Borderline Millennials. I'm Gareth. And I'm Dina. And today we're going to talk about Wi-Fi issues because it's kind of a it is a first world problem, but, um, you know, both of us have been suffering from this <laughs> for the last few days, at least. I know. It's everybody's um, problem right now. And I think also that's why I had to get up really early, which is nine o'clock um, on vacation, uh, to squeeze this in before I move out of a Wi-Fi area for a week. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're going to do this. Yeah, it's very stressful as well. I feel like there are holiday companies. I don't know if you've seen this on um, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, but um, there are holiday companies that are um, promoting themselves as a what is it? a social media um, retreat. Or, oh, wow. Yeah, cleanse or something like that where you Wi-Fi, you can't get um, and they charge you, you know, hundreds of dollars a night to stay at this place. Um and the point that he made was like, this is genius. This is like the best marketing trick of anything ever, where there's a hotel that's too old to have Wi-Fi or it's too <laughs> remote to, <laughs> to have a phone connection. And they're like, oh, actually, we're going to turn this into a retreat. So. <laughs> oh, that's so smart. Um, there are, you know, there, it's like, the, but it's, it's like rehab. I think we're hooked. Yeah. We're just so hooked. There was this one day that I was so bored. I remember that day uh, as, as, as my downfall uh, using my, my phone. I was so bored. I had finished Instagram. I watched everything. I was just so bored <laughs> to the extent that I, like, I was just looking through any app and then I just wanted anything. So um, I used the, the tram app and I was about to buy a ticket. And I was like, what am I doing? 
Yeah, that, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, that's I mean, bad. you know, g- given the uh, the amount of video that's uploaded to YouTube like every minute, and mm. you you ran out of everything. That's <laughs> that means you've been watching a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when they started the one of the updates on Instagram when they started telling you you're all caught up. Yep. That was horrible. That's yep. horrifying. But I don't yep. get that anymore. So I'm I'm glad I started following more people. Oh, so hang on a second. You're so, you're saying that the non chronological order of posts on Instagram was a good thing? Oh no, that was horrible. That was really <laughs> really horrible. That's still very bad because sometimes you feel you see something and it's like, what? How is this happening right now? And then you look at this two days ago. So it's really it, bad. Do you, do you know what one of the worst things for me on Instagram and Facebook is at the moment is when you go into the app and you're looking at something. And you're like, oh, wow, that looks really interesting. And mm. then the whole timeline just shifts. And then mm. you've lost it. And then you're like, I don't know how to get back to that now. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you have Wi-Fi issues and then come find it anyway. So. Also, one of the worst things is that when you don't know if it's Instagram is down or your Wi-Fi is not even allowing you to, to see the people. <laughs> uh, which reminds me, was Instagram down last week? I think it was. Um, really? Because I was complaining about the, the, the Wi-Fi, obviously. And I was like saying my sister, I was like, Wi-Fi is horrible. I can't even look at Instagram. And she's like, yeah, I know. But, you know, uh, there might be an Instagram issue because even on 3G or 4G, it's not even working. And I'm like, okay, fine. Now I feel better. I, well, I was in Italy last week. Um, and you just blinked Italy. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you knew exactly where I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us this story, Gareth. No, no, I, I honestly, I, I figured that, you know, it was just the hotel that I was staying in just had terrible internet. Um, <laughs> but apparently it wasn't. It's just Instagram. So, yeah. yeah. Apologize to the person on the desk that I was being really, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't say anything. Being British, you know. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just thought it very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inside of me, you were dying yeah. inside. Some might say you were dying slowly inside. Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen the um, uh, Twitter? Well, it used to be Tumblr, but now it's on uh, Twitter. But um, uh, so very British, where they discuss <laughs> British person problems. No. It's like. Um, things like um somebody uh pushes in front of you in the line and you stare really 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 difficult really hard at the back of their head mm. um to make sh- make sure that they know that you're upset about it mm-hmm. things like that <laughs> <laughs> that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th- I think you should look at that account you'd, you'd actually quite like that i think there's a lot I that would, you were a lot to identify with right <laughs> Yeah. But I started speaking up, actually. I started speaking up. That's good. People. I know, but like my dad also is another level of speaking up. Like my dad would be driving <laughs> and obviously in Egypt, like people are coming in the wrong way, for example. Um, and then he'd, he'd like stop and then go out of his way to tell them this is wrong. And I'm just like, oh. leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's right. But the wrong I, thing is is it's to leave them alone, 
it's the passive thing. They'll never learn anything. But, I mean, yeah, just go on your merry way and live. I think it depends on where you live. Because yeah. in Switzerland, it is it is normal to do that. If somebody is doing something wrong, people feel that it's their duty to tell them they're doing something wrong so that they can learn from it, which is fine. Yeah. And I remember um, we... Uh, a load of and they were like drinking beer being really noisy and you know uh, in Switzerland they don't like noise um, and you can't drink on the tram so uh, the guy in front of us was this what um, you can't drink on the tram you can't drink or eat on the tram it's like a hundred franc fine you can't drink alcohol or you can't drink drink like anything oh thank you (laughs) I think you have Eat and, and drink on the tram. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't admit to that on the podcast. Okay, um, I didn't know. There, there are signs okay. everywhere on the trams. In German. Oh, oh, that's, okay. that's one of my problems as well. It's being illiterate. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, you're only bilingual, so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> try really. Trilingual. Try, yeah. What I else can, do you speak? I, I speak French. Not amazingly, really? but I can like read a sign and understand. This is kind I of can... mind blowing for me. I didn't realize that. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I thought you spoke like Irish and uh, Gaelic. Arabic. It's called Gaelic. Gaelic, yeah. No, I uh, I just uh, know I mean, one yeah. word in Gaelic that I never use. What is it? Slonsha. Which is like cheers. That's Gaelic? Yeah. Oh. I thought you meant like as in As when you coriander. drink. No, not cilantro. It's cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's my accent. Yeah, but I'm like, um, I'm literally bilingual. Literally bilingual. Literally bilingual, Gareth. You know that. Almost trilingual. Almost trilingual. Almost trilingual. So when people Just ask not, me how... Not literally. How many, yeah, it's not very literal. When people uh, tell me, like, how many languages do you speak? I always say two and a half. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have forgotten my French. But if I'm living in a French country, I w- it would just, I think it would come back and I would speak French and in like six months, I'd be good again. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this. That's amazing. Ah, okay, good. Thank you. Um. So... As I was saying about the the tram in Basel, these mm. so these teenagers got on and they were drinking alcohol, and uh, um, the guy in front of us, who was about maybe like seventy years old, um, started turning around and looking at them, and you could see him getting really, really angry. Mm. And then he goes to get up, and then I'm thinking, oh no, when this all goes wrong, I'm gonna be I'm I'm the one that's in between them, so I'm gonna have to like hold things back, you know. Um, <laughs> And then the guy gets up, like shouts at them in German mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. And then the kids quietened down, apologized, and then got off the tram at the next stop. Oh, that's so sweet. Which, at which point I, I was completely mind blown by that because in London, if you do that, you'll either get beaten up or stabbed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a fact. This is why nobody says anything in London. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've seen this happen to somebody. Um, <laughs> He got pulled off the train by um, four 
young girls. Mm. And he was a big guy as well. And they just started beating him on the station. Young girls. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they must have been about 14. If this happens in Egypt, it depends. I mean, it's it could go the, the Swiss way or it could go uh, the British way. Like, you never know. But in Egypt, if Not it's to like the extent a, of stabbing, but they would get beaten yeah. up or actually, or at least like profanities would go the way. But then if that happens, everybody else on the tram will side with the, with the old person who's, who's like right and not with yeah. the kids. Which is also kind of good in a way. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot more respect for old people in other countries. Yeah. Outside of the UK. Really? Um, It's very interesting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's it's probably gotten worse in in the last few years or I've just been in Switzerland so long now that... uh, uh, when I go back, I'm like, what <laughs> what happened? But um, how do we get onto this from Wi-Fi? I don't even know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's how we learn about the world. Yeah. Through that's Wi-Fi. How, that's how we get our information. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the other day, my dad was like, oh, the Wi-Fi was really bad yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, it was. I couldn't watch my show and my nephew was sitting beside me and we couldn't watch. It's like, I couldn't even look at my Facebook because of you two. We were both streaming <laughs> two shows at the same time. <laughs> Each one with an iPad and my poor father was just sitting there was like, so I thought the, the Wi-Fi is really bad. <laughs> so I just went to sleep it. and I was so sad. But I just had to say the truth. Yeah. I don't know whether you remember the times of like dial-up internet. Oh my gosh! Kind of showing my age a little bit here, but um, so I remember. I remember doing this, and I remember like you know you when you start connecting to the internet, um, or the World Wide Web as it was back then. Um, <laughs> Is it not you'd anymore? There, you'd, <laughs> yeah, you, you'd hear the. Um, <clears throat> You'd hear the modem, like, you know, it's connecting and that kind of thing. And, you know, sweet, to wait for, friend. yeah, wait, <laughs> waiting for like two and a half minutes, three minutes wasn't a problem <laughs> to get a connection where you couldn't even download images because it took so long. Yeah. Um, and yet now, if I uh, turn my Instagram on and I cannot, like, get that to refresh within, like, the first 30 seconds of, like, unlocking my phone. Yeah. Hell breaks loose. Exactly. It's... I think our expectations have changed. Yeah. We Is need just... stuff and we need it now. <laughs> or are we becoming more um, impatient? I don't know. I, I did think about this the other day because um, there's like the whole thing around, um, oh, you know, millennials don't <clears throat> work as hard as um, uh, the other generation. Yeah. Whose name escapes me now? Um, baby boomers. Um, and there's, there's this whole argument, and I, I don't know where this argument has kind of come from because you know we kind of sit in the middle, so um, we can see things from both ways. But the the other part is is that when um, you're doing stuff like in at work or at home, um, and you know, being millennials, we are more impatient than ever. We want things to happen quickly. We get really annoyed when things don't work 
very quickly. Um, I think one of the other arguments is there's something around, um, oh, but we have it so much easier now because um, we have access to everything. Um, imagine, you know, applying for a job um, 30 years ago and you had to do it by like a, a handwritten letter or something like that. And my point to that is kind of like, yeah, but the expectation of the entire world is that things happen faster, which means that even though we have all of these systems that help us do things quicker, we're having to do so much more than we had to even, you know, looking back 10 years ago, 10, 20 years ago, mm. with, you know, 10 times the amount of things because it's just normal to be able to do that. Yeah, I agree. And I think also the the pressure to do more better in front of everyone is is, is very hard. As in because of social media? Yeah, I mean, like, you either have to, like, if you have to share something that you've done or share an experience or share an achievement or, like, you have to show what you've done also, like, show receipts of what you've done. So people do work really hard. It's just that then what they care about is is, is a little bit different. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's very stressful. I think it's, it's, like, it's one of those things. It's, yeah. I guess it's kind of, you know, when you're um, sharing something that you've spent like months or years or something working on, if other people have already done that and shared something similar, mm. then it's kind of like, oh yeah, well done. But don't really understand the, the amount of pain that you've gone through to do that. It's like, if I see another um, post about, oh, look, my baby had its first poo today. You know, mm. that person has spent nine months creating that baby and is very proud that their baby's had a poo. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't want to see that on my newsfeed. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think... There's this really interesting case in Egyptian media right now. There are these two people who are... I think they were influencers before because I'm kind of a little bit detached from Egyptian media. But um, they are... They have been influencers or just they just became influencers. I don't know. But they have a, this YouTube page, uh, YouTube account. on, uh, And then they're sharing their the birth of their baby and then ever since the baby was born they're sharing every single thing about the baby and they're getting millions of views and they're getting a lot of money out of it and um they're just doing really well on their youtube channel with with the baby so um so people now have just filed lawsuits against them as uh, the claiming that this is child endangerment and this is also child abuse because they're abusing the baby and they're also making money out of the baby's um, life. And then I was like, where is the line? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't it's know their whether... baby. They're free to do whatever they want. Just leave them alone. Well, but at the same time, like this baby, if this baby doesn't want this when they grow up, the life... The first food, the first everything, is just out there for everybody to to see, and their parents are making money out of it. So it's also very, very negative. Yeah, I mean, I guess like don't forget when you um, 
when you see child stars in like Hollywood and that kind of thing, it's almost the same thing, you know, parents push them to uh, get a part in some sitcom or something like that. And then they become like huge. Um, eventually maybe they release a, a pop record um, and then uh, burn out from being, you know, a child star. Brings yeah. this. So um, you think it's right for people to, to say that this is child endangerment and then stop them from doing that? Uh, That's so weird. I think the thing, the thing is, is that unless it, it depends, there, there's no, I don't think See, it's, it's a answer. very, very tricky situation because it's, yeah. it's uh, let's move with the times and this is what people do now. But also at the same time, you're worried about the well-being of the baby. Yeah. On the flip side of it, just people stay in your lane. It's none of your business. Don't watch if you don't like it. I don't know what right is. And that kills me. It's it's a bit like when you um, see like a I don't know a pregnant mother smoking or something like that, and you kind of you kind of go right. It's her life. She can do what she likes. But at the same time, the baby has no choice. Yeah. So, but then, you know, legally, up to the age of 18, unless, you know, there's um, something, I don't know, abusive going on or something like that. I don't know whether this would fall under that, but um, um, up to the age of 18, you are kind of tied to your parents. So, um, in most countries. Yeah. Which is kind of the the reason why I went to a a Catholic school with nuns. I went to a Catholic school one night. Yeah, I remember you saying about this. Yeah. <laughs> I said this to someone, and then someone was like, do you think they, they felt suspicious? So, <laughs> so that was the funniest thing. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I thought you were a spy or something. Uh, no, I wasn't. Like, it was... I think the school had... Ten percent Christians and ninety percent Muslims. It was a Catholic school. Yeah, and then some, and then I was. <laughs> it was so weird, exactly because, like in Egypt, this is the 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 makeup of uh, of the society, and I think everybody realized that this is a very good school, and um, like parents wanted the nun system is a very very good. Um, behavioral uh, educational system for uh, for young girls. So I think that's why my dad chose the school for me. It was very good. I did have a very good education though. Yeah. For certain things, it was so brutal if you were a kid that I was just like, even now things stick in my head that I'm going, I can't believe they like, let that happen. But um, Like what? So... Uh, the head teacher at my school um, was so scary that she would Mine just too. <laughs> she would just have to talk to a kid, and the kid would burst oh. into tears. Doesn't matter oh my God. who the kid was; they would just burst into tears in front of everyone, <laughs> um, just from what to raise her voice. That was how bad it was. But the um, the funny thing is, is that a few years later, um, uh, a friend of mine was going through teacher training. And uh, she went to the school to do um, like 
part of her work experience um, for like three months. And um, I remember saying to her, oh, this is great because that's my old school. It's a really, really good school. The kids should be great and everything. She came back and she said, "Um, is this the same head teacher that you had? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, all of the teachers are afraid of her. So that was kind of an eye-opening thing. I I was just used to think of all the teachers as adults that are on the same level. But um, everyone was scared of this head teacher. But uh, And the the one incident that sticks in my mind was that we were there for a um, a general school assembly. And we had, you know, an orchestra there. There were parents everywhere. uh, And all the kids were sitting in the middle. And um, all of a sudden, the, the head teacher notices in the orchestra that somebody was missing one of the um, violinists and um she said uh where is this person who i shall um and uh you just see this hand go up very slowly in the middle of the floor um from this girl that was kind of sitting with the rest of the pupils and then um she just said stand up and then she stood up in front of, you know, 300 people, including parents and everyone else, um, and then said, why are you not in the orchestra? And she said, I don't want to play the violin anymore. And she just said, you don't get to choose. You started it, so then you have to finish it. Um, oh. And, yeah, basically shouted at her in the middle of everything. And this girl was, like, shaking. Um, and none of the parents said anything, which I thought was kind of shocking, uh-huh. but different times though you know traumatizing yeah yeah um she now plays for the uh royal orchestra royal philharmonic no i'm joking she doesn't doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) that would have been a a really great story (laughs) did they used to hit you with the with the big wooden ruler on your on the back of your legs no on your calves actually no, I think in um in in the first world they um stopped doing that just before um Oh mine were were like British actually. My nuns were British. Yeah, but, but you know doing that um in the UK. So all of the nuns kind of went, right, well give me a um <laughs> get get me a transfer to somewhere like Egypt where I can still beat the children. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was very funny is like I think I was about maybe 27, 25. I was just walking. And they still next... hit you? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was walking next to the school because the nuns had this, uh, they had the house within the school. Uh, and yep. then I was walking beside the school. I was going somewhere beside the school. I was just walking. And then I saw the nun coming out. So I was like, hey, sister, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, remember me? I was in school. I was a kid. La, la, la. I was so excited to see her, and then she's like, uh, "I can't really remember, but yeah, good to see you." I was like, "What are you doing now?" I just started to, to speak about what I was doing, and I was so excited. And then, like two minutes later, my dad came up and he followed me, and he, she's like, "Yes, I remember you very well." I was like, "How can you remember my dad and not remember me?" <laughs> and then my dad was like, "Because I wasn't in her office very often." I was like, "No, I was a good kid." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I I remember I was a good kid. I don't remember him coming that often, but it looks like I was not that good of a kid. Uh, so I don't know. I really have blacked out this uh, my childhood. 
<laughs> but it was so it, funny. It, it is a bit weird when you see teachers after you leave schools. Uh, I used to, like, my hometown is quite a small place. And um, I used to bump into teachers that um, used to teach me, like, years and years after. And you'd, you'd bump into them quite regularly as well. Mm. Uh, who was one of the scariest teachers I ever had when I was like, I don't know, seven years old or something like that. Um, her afterwards, it was just like, oh my God, she's actually a human too. It's amazing. Exactly. Um, and, and she was just so nice. From... <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're so nice and you kind of meet them and then you're like grateful because they taught you something. And then yeah. you, you're a better person now because of them, because of them being mean or hard on you. So I, I thought it was, yeah, it's kind of lovely. Yeah, I think, you just, know, I, any, even like some of the teachers that I didn't like at the time, when I look back at that now, I'm like, oh, that was so good. So good. I'm so glad that they taught me this. So Yeah, we're such nerds. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and my, my 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 chemistry teachers in high school. Um, uh, so, me and my lab partner were. Um, uh, where's my English going? My lab partner and I were, um, were constantly doing the experiments. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early in the morning for this. Um, yep. Um, we were basically. Uh, doing a lot of the experiments that we were being told to do but we we could do them quite quickly because we almost understood what what was going on um, i was actually very good at chemistry weirdly um and then as soon as we'd finished the experiment that you know the school wanted us to do start doing other things with the compounds that we were testing um typically result in in a explosion or fire um not like a big one just like a a small controlled one um and our chemistry teacher you know it was kind of quite um encouraging about this we were like oh wow that's great because i think she would i think she realized that we um we were kind of interested in the subject and we wanted to uh, experiment like actual experiments as opposed to things that had already been discovered so yeah i mean at a at the age of uh, 18 i discovered the first cure for cancer so Oh, wow. No, I, I'm joking about that, too. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, used, I used to love exploding things. In, uh, there, there is actually still a mark on one of the windows of my old school <laughs> where wow. we, we heated something up by accident and it, um, it literally burst out of the, um, the conical flask and like, hit the window. Um, I love chemistry. Yeah, it was amazing. And I love like these explosions and the putting sodium in, in air just to let it explode. That was awesome. Oh, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before or, or even mm. spoken to you about it, but um, we had a uh, a professor, a professor, a doctor, um, who was a um, a chemistry teacher for us um, uh, for a year, and um, he basically was showing us how um phosphorus uh, spontaneously combusts mm -hmm. and he's got this huge block of phosphorus it's like covered in oil and you know there's like protective uh film on it and everything else as well because it combusts in air um and i remember him trying to chop off this tiny piece of this phosphorus block so that he could like hold it up in a pair of tongs and then we could see it just 
basically spontaneously combust. And um, as he chopped this piece off of it, the giant piece that he was holding onto with his other hand went flying across the room, into the core of the room, burst into this cloud of white smoke, and the entire building got evacuated. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it was pretty amazing. I don't think he's ever lived that one down. If any, if anyone's listening to this that went to that school, they'll know about this story. So, wow! Did you ever have these kids who stood be- beside the Bunsen burner and then with their back, and then the whole back <laughs> lit on fire? I probably have shouldn't admit that? to anything. <laughs> Was yeah, it <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't have it done to me. Um, we did it to a lot of people. <laughs> what? Oh, you did it to a lot of people. Yeah, because it just burns the gas off. It doesn't. Um... What? You lit people on fire? Yeah, that was that was part of the experiment. Um, we also electrocuted people. So what no, are you was... experimenting with? We wanted to see what the reaction was. It was kind of a human study. Oh of, um... <laughs> no, but I mean, so you you would literally let the gas um, spray onto them, and then just create a spark, and the gas just goes. Um, it doesn't actually burn them or anything like that. It just looks impressive, and you know, um, there's lots of screaming and that kind of thing, which is quite funny. But my God, you're such a boy. You're such a boy. Well, my favorite one. Only a boy would do. <laughs> My favorite one was um, uh, my lab partner um, used to hate me for this because I used to do it to him all the time. And, you know, he used to do things to me, but um, we would be, I don't know, um, working with like electrolytes or something. And uh, I'd always connect up like electrodes <laughs> to the um, the stirrer, um, yeah. which was metal. <laughs> and every time he'd go to pick it up and then realize that it was... Uh, um, it had like a, a small voltage going through it. It wasn't enough to, you know, hurt somebody, but um, it was good enough to give them a shock. Oh my god! No, no. Did you, did you not do any of this? No, I didn't do any of these things. I, I remember. I have visual images. Just thinking he's so cool, leaning on the bench, but then his back is on fire because of the Bunsen burner. <laughs> This is, I have a couple of visual images of these. And then, uh, what else? Haven't done anything mischievous. Uh, because, I, like, I knew it was a very big responsibility to to play with chemicals. Also, because I'm a pharmacist and I take chemistry very seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, but I can't tell you how many sneakers and how many jeans I have had uh, acid holes into and then the the first two years of college you just throw them out because they're like you can't go walking with with jeans or uh, lab coats or sneakers with holes in them and then the next three years of college everybody's walking with 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 clothes <laughs> with holes in them this is how you go to college and then we you just stop <laughs> Yeah, so you you basically look like a homeless person going to college. So which is pretty cool. What, what you're saying, well, I mean, you know, this is quite fashionable as well. But like, um, so you're saying that you basically yeah. invented distressed jeans. 
dude, I am saying that. Yes, <laughs> thank you. That's what I did. Yes. Check out that. Nu- That's that, what I did. That nugget of information there. I don't think a lot of people will know that, but yeah. Another moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that you know what that means. What? Yeah. That's kind of a funny. Making fun of myself, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I wasn't sure whether you were using it in the right context or not. You but... underestimate <laughs> me, Gertix. I'm a nice. I'm a nice person having um, a sense of humor, making fun of myself. So you could be British. On a podcast for the world. Actually, this 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 makes complete sense. Then, if you went to a a school run by <laughs> British nuns, all of oh, now I understand all of this happening. It's ah uh... oh, okay. That's why I get along with so many British people. Yeah. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I I feel like I need to um, uh, find one of these very British problems and then, um, you know, yeah. See, see, see if this see if this relates to. In... Okay, think about something now, fast, and I will tell you how I would behave, and then it would be, it would be really funny actually. Um... Can you think of think of something fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, or should I, we I, do I, this I, in another? I, I've got, I've got a list of them right in front of me now. <clears throat> um, okay, go. So we've thank- got about, uh, I think, um, twenty minutes to go. So, <laughs> okay. um, thanking someone under your breath as punishment for them <clears throat> not thanking you. Yeah, I do that. Okay. <laughs> Um, and, and and I do this like a really awkward mean smile. Yeah, <laughs> I know the one. I think you I've can hear you it, it, but you can probably see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize it was that mean. Um, yeah, I thought it was mean. me being. I thought it was, I thought I was doing this just to not be mean, mean. But then Vangela saw me do it once, and he was like. Oh, he's so hard. And I was like, no. And he's like, no, you you look very mean when you're doing like, you're smiling, but you really is like, <laughs> what you really are doing is, is screaming profanities in the face. <laughs> you're just smiling. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I, well, that's what I was thinking. Okay, but cool. Okay. Um, Go. Unable to hand over the change. You've just counted seven times without think that's right absolutely me and i would tell them please count them <laughs> oh my god that's absolutely oh my god that's so bad <laughs> um be, oh. <laughs> being sure to start touching your bag 15 minutes before your station or tram stop maybe not 15 minutes in basel but um so that the person in the aisle seat is fully prepared for your exit uh, a little bit not always. Yeah. A little bit. Maybe, maybe not as British as we thought you were. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, dealing with a... This is what I said earlier on. Dealing with a queue jumper by staring ferociously at the back of their head. You've definitely done that. Yeah, I've definitely done that. But I've always <laughs> definitely done... I've always... I, well, I always... I also 
definitely have spoken up in a queue and said, we are in the queue. And then if they're really, really mean and they're complaining and they're like, oh, I'm really busy or something. I was like, so are we. And I've also said, are you smarter than the rest of us? Oh, you actually said that too? <laughs> or just in your head? Yes. No, I've actually spoken that out of my mouth. Oh, really? Yes. I was yeah, like, are you smarter than everybody else? And they're like, what? And they're super shocked. I was like, yes, everybody here is busy. Everybody here wants to stay in the queue. So please go back to go to the, the back of the queue. And they didn't. So but I, I, I did my part. At least I did what I was there to do. So at, at the weekend, yeah. I was um, traveling back from Italy. We were driving back and uh, we stopped at a service station where we wanted to get some food. And I remember we were standing in this queue and this guy just, you know, literally pushes in front of the whole queue and starts standing there as if like he's going to get served next. And in the UK, you know, people would just be like really angry about this and hope that the, um, the person that's at the front will notice that they just pushed in and send them to the back. Um, in Switzerland, this is like public outcry. I honestly thought they were going to get the police involved at one point. Um, and I, I don't know where this, where this guy was from, but, you know, the Swiss were just like, not on my watch. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly, because they're so, aren't they smarter than the rest of us? No, they're not. Are they more special than the rest of us? No, they're not. So why would they do that? Why would we let them do that? <laughs> Oh, that pisses me off. Sorry. Yes, continue. Um, so being unable to turn and walk in the opposite direction, like when you're walking along the street, without first taking out your phone and frowning at it. I don't know. I don't know what that means. So basically, when you're walking, say you're walking into in the city somewhere, yeah. and um, you realize that you're going the wrong way, do you just stop, turn around, and start walking back the other way? Or do you... Um, either do a loop or look at your phone and go, oh, to make it look like you've... Oh, to make it look... No, I definitely do it because I'm actually frowning on and, and upset with myself. Yes, definitely. Yes, I'll definitely do it. <laughs> a funny story, actually. Uh, I was at a conference once and I had a meeting with um, our German colleagues and in another hotel. We were all staying in one hotel, but we had the meeting in another hotel. Don't ask me why. So anyway, I said, uh, because Germans are very are always on time, and so I wanted to be early, and I also am a slow walker, so I'm going to go earlier than usual. So I was in Washington, D.C., and it was a new city, so I said, okay, and it was lovely, the weather is good, I wanted to walk around and see, take my own sweet time. So anyway, I was in the lobby, I checked the, the direction of the other hotel, Great, it's 18 minutes away. Perfect, nice morning walk. I'm going to do it. Put my headphones in and started walking. And I'm walking, walking, walking. I said, okay, let me check my phone and see if everything is okay. And then I look at my phone and it's 29 minutes away now. I was walking in exactly the opposite direction. So obviously I do the frown and the turn and everything. I was like, now it's 29 minutes away. I'm never going to make the meeting. And I was super early. 
By the time Amazing. I walked away, I walked back. By the time I arrived at my hotel, I saw the Germans coming down because they wanted to meet me. So they're coming in, but they're also walking the other way, the, the wrong way direction. <laughs> and I'm like, no, guys, it's in this direction. And then they're like, no, 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 it's in that direction. It's like, I just came from there and it's the other direction. They're like, are you sure? I was like, I'm just, I just came from there. They're like, okay, fine. So then we ended up all walking together. But obviously, because they're faster walkers, I ended up arriving after them as well. Still late. <laughs> Thank you very much. Very sad. Very sad. See, in, in hindsight, what you should have done was say, oh, yeah, I'll meet you there. And then let them walk the other direction. <laughs> I should have done that. Exactly. That's what I should have done. <laughs> but I, I feel like actually you are you are like 90% British then good to know nice I'm very multicultural yeah this is this is quite a quite an honor um for the next couple of months until we uh exit Europe so <laughs> you, you you can be proud for two months <laughs> um, oh my gosh speaking speaking of which um, because we had like the uh, Brexit light episode last week, um, mm. but we will have like a full on Brexit episode, including lots of international guests, um, to make sure that we get the full experience. Um, I, I, I don't know whether we can find somebody uh, that is actually for Brexit, um, or whether we. You want know them on what? There. <laughs> I almost think I can find one person. Do do you think that's kind of fair, given that they might be talking with another six people that are um, <laughs> not for it at all? I because I think that person is a closeted pro Brexit person. Closet Brexiter. Exactly, because like it's <laughs> it's so much it's so much pressure also to be like around everybody that's against it, also international people, but also everybody that I know is against it. But I think this person is a closeted Brexit person. And I just want to get this out of them. Do you, do you think that they would come out on a podcast, though? If they remain anonymous, maybe? <laughs> maybe. I, don't, I just don't know how to bring it up. Because that person also would not reveal their vote. Then they definitely voted for Brexit. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, it depends on where you are. So if they are, um, say, living in a different country, maybe a European country. and No, they live in the uh, UK. For... Oh, in that case, then maybe. Oh, that person lives it, in the it, UK. It depends. Well, okay. So that person lives so in the it... UK. That person says... Yeah, but when you look at it from the other side, and there are pros and cons, and for example, they had some uh, good points, like for example, this, this, and this, and then you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, well, you do have a point there. That person definitely voted for Brexit, Gary. I mean, the only thing is, is that it depends on where they are you, where my hometown is. If mm -hmm. I went to the town like five miles away from there, um, mm -hmm. I would be very conscious about saying that I wanted to stay in the EU. I probably yeah. wouldn't 
say it you out loud. You would be a closeted closeted Remainer. Yeah, it's called Remainer. Okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, yeah, so we, we will do the Brexit episode at a later stage. Um, mm-hmm. And I do want to pick up on something else that um, uh, we discussed last week because um, Gasser was quite um, uh, quite upset the other day when I spoke to him because he's like, no, you did it wrong. What? Because we were talking about the oranges and I was like, is it really called an orange? Um, huh. But he was saying, no, 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 you you had to mention it's called like Mr. Yusuf. Oh, that's tangerines. Yeah. <laughs> See, a tangerine. See, he told me it was something else and... Um, he was telling me it was an orange, and I was kind of like, okay. No, he's lying. Gareth, uh, Gesser, you are lying. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get him on the podcast to discuss that. Oh, no, I, I think we should. We yeah. should, we should. And, okay, and, we, should and do then... this, we should do this one in person as well. Um, oh, yes, let's do that one. That would be a long one. Okay, but then this is not going to happen for um, some time now. I was just going to say a couple, but I'm not uh for 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 some time now because i am i think the first time i'm in basel gareth would be september what i know i'm going uh on a very 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 long business trip coming up which i will not reveal where <laughs> uh but you know and then i'm going to come back for two days I think just like do the washing and change my, uh, repack <laughs> my bag and then go on another business trip. So my life is, uh, I'm living out of a suitcase currently. Amazing. Um, it's not, this amazing. Is like, it's not good. This it's is, not good. this is breaking news. Because Why? in other breaking news, mm-hmm. I also may be on a very long business trip oh, until that October. I know that. So we'll never do the guesser thing in person. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll let let's organize sometime. I'm I'm there for two days, so maybe we can okay. sneak it in these two days <laughs> in August. Cool. Um, Shall we do shower thoughts? We have four minutes. Okay. Do shower thoughts. What do you want let's, to tell us? Let's let's get some shower thoughts in here. I have a a couple prepared. Um, although. Um, there is there is something I, I I did screenshot the other day that I think um, I should bring up because it made me laugh so much. Um, so uh, Martin Carney, who is the um, uh, Bank of England like president or uh, whatever they mm-hmm. call him, he's like the head of the Bank of England uh, that sets all the um, uh, rates of interest and. Um, you know, normalizes the, uh, uh, I, I can't, I can't even think of the words right now, but anyway, he's, he's you know, an, an economist. Yeah. Yes. Um, normalizes the currency. Yeah. Um, so See, Nigel, Farage, <laughs> Nigel, Farage, <laughs> Nigel Farage, um, tweeted the other day because, you know, Nigel Farage is trying to, trying to become as popular as Trump. Um, he said, it's truly appalling, a truly appalling decision to extend Martin Carney's term at the Bank of England. He is a Remainer. How can we take this government seriously? Um, to which somebody responded, 
how can we take seriously a man with an economics degree from Harvard, 13 years at Goldman Sachs, ministerial experience in the Canadian government, five-year governor of the Bank of Canada and five-year governor of uh, the Bank of England? Awesome man beaten in an election by a candidate dressed as a dolphin. Um, because basically uh, Nigel Farage got beaten by um, their, their Brexit party, got beaten by a party called the Raving Looney Party which is a bit of fun. It's very British and they just dress in crazy outfits and have like ridiculous manifestos, but yet they um, got more votes than the Brexit party in the last election. I don't know how you guys do that. And then these guys are in parliament. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. so funny. That is so funny. You know, um, some things I don't understand, like, cause you have this from an outsider, you have this like prim and proper view of the British Parliament and the amazing thing. And then you watch them on TV and they're all like, ooh, ah. <laughs> and it's like, what are you guys doing? And the loony party. That's, well, that, that's very serious though. That is the that is the equivalent when, when they're like, ooh, in, in, in the parliament, that's the equivalent of them throwing a punch at the other person. <laughs> But in a British way. It's, it's in a British way, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so two, two shower thoughts. Um, yes, please. To, to, to finish off. Um, our dumb ancestors killed all the smart humans. Okay. Mm. No, we still have smart people like Elon Musk and... Hang on. We didn't mention Tesla what? today, but did, 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 did you just say Elon Musk? This is no, crazy. no, no. That was a uh, I was <laughs> poking fun. No, but we still have smart people. Yeah, like Natalie Portman. Not to yes. mention her too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't mention who, who, her today. Who is going to be the new Thor? Which is mind blowing. There's going to be a fourth Thor. I'm so happy. Yeah, and you know it's going to be Natalie Portman, so I'm even happier. Well, Chris Hemsworth is still going to be in the movies, so that's all I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Natalie Portman. Yeah, um, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other one, um, dumb people are quiet because they don't have anything to add to a conversation. That is so not true. I knew you'd say this. That's why I brought this one up. <laughs> <laughs> the the comments. The, the comments under this particular shower thought on Reddit are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they range from things like um, somebody saying, I know so many dumb people that never shut up. And then, you know, That's the so dumbest true. people are in our ears 24 seven. Um, and then probably the comment that uh, won this entire thread for me was just somebody saying, but you posted. <laughs> but you posted. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, but it's so true. Like, maybe that person was actually trying to stir up a conversation like that, which is very smart. Well, there's a a, mm. a quote that I remember, um, and it says something like, uh, um, "Dumb people um, say something because they have to, not because they have something to say." That's true too. That's true too. Mm. Yeah, I can tell you so many examples in meetings. Yeah. Cool.
And on that note, on that note, Gertix, we didn't uh, tell people what number episode is this one. This is. I knew you didn't know. <laughs> it is lucky, lucky number 13, and we're recording on a Friday. <laughs> so, um, I'm, hopefully it's recording, uh, first of all. And, um, yeah, that was an interesting, uh, another very good, interesting episode. Awkward silence. I'm sorry, what? Wi Fi is really bad. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> um, hopefully, the Wi Fi will be a bit better. Yeah, next time it's going to be better, I'm sure. And until next time. Bye.